welcome to part two of the first episode. Today, we are talking Edward Albert Meyer. So, I have no idea who this is. Absolutely no idea. This gentleman was born in 1937. 37. So, we're talking... Is he still alive? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He goes by the name Billy now, and we'll get into that. Edward Albert Meyer was born in Switzerland, and uh, he, but at the age of five... He was out with his father, and he was walking along, and he felt something inside of him to look up into the sky. So I'm just imagining, you know, you got this little five-year-old child, and he's walking along with his dad, and he's probably skipping or hopping or something because he's five. And he just gets this overwhelming feeling, right? This sense inside of him. I need to look up into the sky. And he does. And he sees what? He sees just a sighting of a flashing light, and since then... He he stared at the sky, right? Okay. And from then on, he could often see what he referred to as traveling stars. So can I just uh, throw in an anecdote here? Okay. One time when I was probably about five, five or six. Oh, are you, are you an alien contactee? Is this coming out now? Well, let me just explain. I looked up into the sky, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what I saw? What did you see? I saw chemtrails. Right. But these weren't just any chemtrails. Oh, these my chemtrails God. made me see Jesus. The Lord himself? The Lord. His face? No, his cross. Oh, well, that's Because seems... they were just a cross. Oh. But I feel like I relate to this guy, so carry on. Oh, well, then you might relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to really relate to is um, in late autumn... Of the same year, so that would have been five years later. That would 42? have been 42. In late autumn, he saw a big ball flying object mm-hmm. traveling at a slow speed, and then it came down and landed, right? And then it just disappeared without making any noise. So this dude's five years old, right? Right. And what he sees, and only him, I'm assuming, is a sphere. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That flies towards him very slowly, mm-hmm. and then what? It, it comes down and it disappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it became visible. It, it came down gently, and then it, it, it just left. Okay. Yeah, you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So all that happened. When are we going to get to the interesting stuff? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Something that most people don't deal with. Um, <clears throat> all right. So in November of forty-two, just before his sixth birthday. Wait. So this is after the sphere. This is after. Okay. He's had a very full life already. <laughs> he sees a pear-shaped object, like the fruit. And the cops shoot him. <laughs> no, no. He sees a pear-shaped object come down from the sky, right? And it lands, and an old man comes out by the name of Sfoth. An old man, like, 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 like a human. Like a Santa Claus-looking white beard, okay. white hair. Comes out of this, um, what was it? What was the vehicle? A pear-looking ship, okay. like the fruit. So there's like a pear flying around. Um, is it like um, the episode of Larry Boy, where the pear was in, well, were, they were in a ship, right? I don't think that any of this is correct. Okay. <laughs> I don't think any of that is right. <laughs> um, so he takes it. So this old man <laughs> takes him into the ship, right? This five-year-old child. Soon <laughs> yeah. to be six. Five yeah. going on six. Five going on six. He takes him into the ship, right? And then takes him above hey, the hold earth. On, but this is 1942. It's not weird. No, no. The Swits, they don't care. The Swits. <laughs> the Swits. The Swedes. 
Um, no, wait, that's a different country. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> All right, so they brought him back down, right? They let him out, and then they left. Wait, so... <laughs> So this dude's just having a normal five-year-old day, right? No, Hopping, no, he's, he's not a normal five-year-old, but go on. He's playing um, hopscotch with himself because he doesn't have any friends. But absolutely, and, you're right there. And a pear-shaped vehicle comes down, and this old dude... No, 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 a, a pear-shaped ship. This is not a vehicle. This fucking thing can't be explained. Okay, so... You're trying to explain it away with normal human things. Your feeble mind can't even begin to understand. So a ship in the shape of a pear flies down, and this old man walks out, and he goes, come with me. And he does. He does. (laughs) Absolutely. Our our hero, Edward, comes with Absolutely. And they fly up into the sky above the earth, Mm -hmm. and then they fly back down. Yep. And they let him go. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. It makes... Okay, so Billy's Billy's story definitely has some holes in it. But, I don't um, see any holes. Not I don't yet. know what you're talking about. Okay, so more sightings. He continues to see things. Uh, traveling stars, I guess. Okay, traveling stars. <clears throat> I guess he coined that term. You, you guys know the ubiquitous term. <laughs> he also continues to communicate um, until he was seven, 1944, uh, when all of a sudden the voice became more personal. And told him from now on he would have hard work and troubled times ahead of him. And he would be given extreme knowledge as he was the human contactee for the Palladians and the Dahl universe. Now, we're... No, not the Dahl, but the Dahl universe. There's a lot... D-O-L-L? D-A-L versus D-O-W or D-A-W. So, he communicated with, with Sfoth. With, with Sfoth. Now, he's the old guy, Sfoth. Yes. He communicates with Sfoth um, telekinetically? Yes. So the speaker who is giving him knowledge identifies himself as Sfoth, which is the old man who took him on the pear-shaped uh, ship. Which, holy fucking shit. So I mean, the, come on. So, so this old man takes him up in the ship, brings him back down, and then for the next two years, they communicate using nothing but That's their right. brains. Giving, okay. him, giving him knowledge. So... Um, six months later, just giving it to him. Yeah, take my knowledge, take my young kn- child of five years of age. I swear to God, this is all just to cover up like a molesting story. Let's let's keep going. I'm into this. So, in summer of '44, the same year, while he's seven, Sfoth comes back and picks him up for a four-hour session of training. A four-hour training session, huh? Yeah, yeah. So we've got this old guy probably... For his destiny and uh, for the rest of his lifetime, things that are going to happen to him, you know. Right, okay. I'm with you so far. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if Billy is. Old guy's just chilling out with this five, six, seven-year-old. They're communicating. He's he's giving them all of his knowledge, and he comes back. He's giving it to him. He comes back and goes, child, Edward, little Ed. Come with me for four hours. Come with me for four hours. We're going to train. I'm going to give you so much knowledge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train you in the arts of my wisdom. Okay, I'm with you. Okay. So he puts a helmet appliance on his head. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. And it has a lot of wires. Mm-hmm. Um, Seven-year-old le- child. Yeah, just leading to, to whatever it was. Um, this is during his four-hour session. And this is the inoculation process. This is how he became so fucking knowledgeable. Uh, they said by the age of seven... He had the emotional and uh, mental intellect of a 35-year-old man. 
Wow, that's impressive. No, you're very special and you're very smart. You're very grown up. You're 25 years now. Old, now older put than this your in age. your put this in your mouth. <laughs> My name is Sfoth. My name is Sfoth. <laughs> and I am your mentor and I will give you knowledge. Close your eyes. So this is how he gained so much knowledge at such a young age, and he was told of events to come. The future. He knows the future, Isaac. And he would tell us that if he wasn't strictly forbidden from the Palladians to tell us. Because if we had knowledge of future events, then we would end up losing our minds. But how do the Palladians have well, he's allowed. Well, he's allowed to reveal um, everything after it's happened. Oh, Right. Okay. So that's the good news is like we can know like, he's telling the truth. Right. Because <clears throat> after it happens, he yep. goes, Hey, I knew this would happen. Okay. S- yep. So then they uh, they took Meyer back, Billy Meyer back, Edward Meyer back. Edward. He's still Edward. Yeah. And then they left. Okay. So four hour <laughs> training session, they gave him all this knowledge. Right. They hooked wires up to his head. And then they, they dropped- pumped knowledge into his brain. <laughs> and then they dropped him off. And then they just disappeared. They just went straight up and they were gone. Okay. Seven. All right. So a few hours after this. Hours. A few fucking hours after this, a new voice comes into his head. Oh, not Svon. What's his name? Svoth. Svoth. Just so you know, also his name, Edward, is E D A U D R something there's Ed. no w in there it's very swedish and Ed, our switzerland we're gonna Those fuck this up different hard. countries i didn't realize that's what i would have to look up the difference between yeah. sweden and switzerland yeah i fucked up that's all right he is from switzerland that i know he's from switzerland so yes. he's swiss yes absolutely but he's been everywhere we'll get into that very soon so the new voice that's talking to him is asket 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 okay. what is this like uh child no no asket is from the dal universe d-a-l okay where was okay. foth from uh he's a palladian okay so he's just a from the race. planet palladia no pladrar playard play play do they also Play-arn? speak english there no okay no but they look like humans with minor anatomical differences like two hearts. Don't don't ask because we don't know. So, <laughs> the new voice Asket is a female, and um, she is speaking with him telepathically from here on out. Does she sound attractive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's artist renditions that Billy has uh, okayed. Oh, what's uh, what's what's her name? A S. K-E-T. You can look this up with Isaac while I continue. But Asket <clears throat> speaks with Billy telepathically, and she is training him for the next few years for what is to come, as he is, again, the contactee for the Palladians. He is a very special little boy. So he's getting all these communications, right? And in this time, he's worried about this. So he goes and visits a priest, as if there's not enough weird old men in his a life. A human priest. A okay. human priest. And here's the thing that's great about this priest. His name is Father Zimmerman. Father Zimmerman, and I'm going to read you a quote. For, this is from Billy, and he said, I went to a priest who listened to my whole story. When I told him all, 
that wise man smiled and revealed that I need not fear, because he was well informed on all these matters. Then he educated me through thoroughly in certain matters, for this was to demand. This is translative. Yeah. For this was to to demand that I keep strict silence, because these things were not recognized as part of his profession. For he himself had a mission to work here as a priest, to slowly inform the people of the truth of their religion, which was a difficult undertaking, because the people in my native village were especially cod-fearing and superstitious. Priest Zimmerman explained to me that this voice was a communication means that could be used over unlimited distances and knew no obstacles so instead of being like um you were speaking to who he's like come into the back room with me you're absolutely right now don't tell anybody that we spoke about this but you are getting telepathic messages from an alien being and it's very important and you shouldn't tell anybody about what we're talking about i'm also here to inform people that religion is wrong but i have to do it slowly are you going to take this slowly, young child? So let's just imagine that it's um, the year 2002, and I'm seven years old. Right. You're, it's 2002, and you're seven. Okay. And this um, old man steps off of a, a pear-shaped yeah, ship. Yeah, in, in our backyard. And uh-huh. he, and, yeah, in our backyard. And he goes, come with me. I'm going to give you all the knowledge of the world. And I just waltz right in there. Mm-hmm. And he takes a helmet and he puts it on my head. And it's got wires. And he gives you all the knowledge of the world. And he gives me all the knowledge of the world. So I leave this place with all of the knowledge that there is to have. I know the future. I can't tell anybody. Understandable. Um, but I can't tell anybody. And at a certain point, how old is he at this point? When he goes to the priest? Yeah. He's like seven. Oh, he's still the same age? Yeah, he's seven. So I'm still the same age. You know, it's just a few days later. I'm like, oh, that was kind of strange. That felt kind of weird. So I'm like, I'm going to go talk to somebody who is a leader. Somebody who... Somebody that I can trust. Somebody I can really trust. Somebody who <laughs> likes to hang out in a small, dark room and listen to secrets. So I'm this seven-year-old child, right? And I walk into the church mm-hmm. and I go, Father, let me tell you about my Saturday afternoon. Right. And I tell him all about my Saturday afternoon, and he goes, come with me. And we walk into the back room. Right. And he goes, everything that you experienced is real, and I'm going to help you to experience more of it, but you can't tell anybody. Now close your eyes and drink this. Okay. No, you're very trusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so that's where we're at right now. Well, Se- with yeah. seven-year-old child. Uh-huh. Um, just so you know, Father Zimmerman also gave him a blow when he said, my life was going to be very hard, rich and, uh, privation and full of needs. So essentially he's going to have a difficult life. Nothing will ever be easy for him. His rectum will never heal. So Father Zimmerman said, nothing will be easy for him. So nothing's going to be easier for you. Nothing will be easy for you. Than taking this? Yeah, so he goes to this priest to be like, hey, look, bro, this right. happened to me. So that's a lot of probing jokes because he's about to grow up. Good. I'm excited for that. Yes, sir. So 
Um, Asket is still around, and she told Meyer about her origin story. Now, her origin story is she is from the Doll universe. We talked about this just a little bit. Doll universe is D-A-L, and it is a counterpart universe to this one. And, Isaac, it's a second... So, so it's parallel to Can, our universe, I'm right? I'm with you. I'm with you. So it's a second different. So it's exactly like our t- ours, but also different. And we're parallel, but they're a second ahead. Okay. That's how they're so advanced. Because they're one second ahead And they have, yeah. So Asket uh-huh. was talking to who? Meyer. Billy Meyer. Our main hero. Our Edward. Okay. Yeah, Edward. Um, and this is how they discovered the Palladians. So they just, the dolls, so fucking stupid. So our alternate <laughs> universe right. discovers the Palladians through it's, Edward. Right. And they, no, 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 no. They discover the Palladians before they discover Earth. Okay. Okay. And then they share their technology with the Palladians. And then they were able to visit our universe, okay? The, the Dalves were. The, old, the, the parallel universe could visit our universe? No. <laughs> so, so this are is, the, this so is very confusing. Are the Palladians in our universe? Or are, they in a, in, are they three universes or are there two universes? Okay, so the Dolls are in the Palladians. The, the Palladians are in the Dolls universe. The Palladians are in the... Okay, so Asket is in the same universe... As the Palladians. As the Palladians who Sfof was a part of. Yes. Okay, so they're one universe and we're another universe. This is all real. Yeah. <laughs> so, whenever the dolls shared their technology with the Palladians... Same universe, different planets. Yes. They were able to visit the doll universe in Palladian ships. So three universes isn't exactly correct. But let's say there's two universes between the dolls and the Palladians and ours is a dimension between the dolls. So does um, that help? So the Palladians Does that make any sense? So the Palladians are in a different universe as the the dolls, uh huh, and we're sandwiched in between the two. Kind of. Okay, that makes sense, right? I'm sure that it's something that our brains can't wrap around. So during this time, Asket had Billy do all kinds of shit. So she had him study all the religions of the world. Um, she also had him uh, learn how to be not just how to integrate himself into those religions, but be leaders in those religions. All for the sake of convincing people that religion is... No. Just so he would understand all of them. Okay. That's that's reasonable. Even though... So they're, what they're saying is, don't judge until you, you've tried. Yeah, give it a shot. Try, try everything. Heroin, so, meth. All right, so I'm down with these Palladians. That's right. So let's just um, talk for a second here about... Some of the stuff he experienced once he got a little bit older. Okay. He was um, put into asylums. I can see why. Mm, Well, (laughs) can you? So he ended up sleeping and living outside. He had just an awful 
time in the town. And anytime a robbery or theft, this is from him, anytime a robbery or theft happened, the police automatically seized me and accused me of the deeds I had never committed. He later on goes on to say, I even signed police reports accusing me of offenses I had not done. Oh, too bad, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> too bad that you, you shouldn't have. did that. <laughs> you should get a lawyer, bro. Yeah. Did you know that that's a right that you have? Is it, though? Yes. In Switzerland? I don't know. Now that you say that, yeah. he's in Switzerland. I he bet is in is. Switzerland. In America, you have rights for everything. It's awesome. Yeah, because America is the greatest country in the world. Eagle no freedom. no other country is better than our country. Eagles mean freedom to you more than the word freedom. I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> but I know what the word eagle means. So later on, they sent him to a psychiatrist, right, for mental evaluation? Sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He had mentioned spiritual matters to the police, which is why they had done this, right? He doesn't know why he did it. He felt stupid for that. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> they put him in a special department of a psychiatric clinic. Okay. He was placed in a maximum security. Everything was locked. Even the windows were bulletproof glass with still grates on the outside. This is his description. After a single month, he made a special key. Holy fuck. He made a special key out of wood and carpet. Oh, that is special. <laughs> Although, I mean, this guy has, like, knowledge beyond anything that you or I could imagine. So. Exactly. So, using that knowledge, he opened a window in the bathroom on a second floor. Okay. So, outside, the walls are smooth as shit. Okay. <laughs> Seven meters. How much is that, Isaac? Seven meters? Um, I don't know. That's probably like 20-some feet. Yeah. He it's jumps about down 22 on, feet, 23 he, feet. He jumps down onto that concrete yard. Okay? Okay. That obviously hurts. He I would imagine a 20-foot <laughs> drop. Yeah, that would hurt. So he runs away, and then he jumps into this cold river in the middle of, I think it's, yeah, it's like November. That was kind of dumb. And swims away, knowing they won't find him. But, like, this is documented. This happened. It's documented by him. <laughs> <laughs> so so he, he limps for days, and he finds the fucking... For days. For days, feasting on wild plants and berries. And he, but he has all the knowledge there is, so oh. he knows which ones are edible. Luckily, he lived... So, so far, everything is explainable. It's all adding up. He makes it to the French border... And turns himself in, because obviously he's on the run, you see. But to he the, likes the French more than the Swedes? To the French Foreign Legion. Swedish or, Swi or Swiss? He's Swiss, right? Yeah. He likes the French more than the Swiss. He's done a lot of traveling. We're going to Although, jump. being the French Foreign Legion, they're not French. So, I guess he doesn't like the French more than the Swiss. He's in France. Okay. <laughs> So he reports himself in and uh, gets treatment for his foot, which is completely fucked. It's jacked. And they land in Argentina because he's now in the French for for Legion. Okay. And he learns new disciplines and he learns how to be a soldier and all this. And he uh, grows tired. He doesn't like it no more. He doesn't like soldiering it up. He's not into being in the French Foreign Legion. Um... 
Sure. What do you do? Sure, I can. What understand. do you do? A man like that, a man with that kind of knowledge, Isaac. <clears throat> I am excited to read to you. Okay. What Billy Myers got described here. Okay. okay. I'm ready. So he had finally decided to leave, and he says that he counseled to the others, an old lieutenant of the Legion, and he was very kind to him. Okay, so here's what he says. He wanted to dissuade me from this plan and said that the escape could only succeed for extraordinarily tough legionnaires. And this meant a grown man. And among the legionnaires themselves, the talk was that anyone escaped who succeeded in flight would be a hero. And that alone would take a real man because such a person would literally go through seven hells. Literally. Everybody in this place. Wait, wait, wait. To escape the French Foreign Legion? Yeah, to run away. So, how old is he now? He's still seven. No. <laughs> He's still seven. This no, all happens in one year. I believe he is either in his early 20s or in his very, very late teens. Okay. Yeah. So. So, he makes this incredibly heroic effort through seven hells by his description everybody there basically thinks that he's not only a hero um but he alone would be a real man for dropping out of the french foreign legion right and running away because it would be so difficult so he prepared himself and for more than two and a half months he walked across the fucking desert and And he didn't eat or drink the entire time can you i wish (laughs) he's jesus types too no so Although, to be fair, he says two and a half months, so he did double Jesus. Why is he... He did! He doubled Jesus! Why is he doing this? He thinks he's Jesus. I just recognized that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, so he was often near death. And he also says, uh, sometimes you'll do things that you don't really want to do, but you do them anyway because you have to survive. This is true. He's not wrong about that. Implying he did some shit. Who knows? I bet he did. Killed and ate a person. Probably not in the desert. Nah, he knows better than that. He probably just went two and a half months with that water. So, he became free of the Legion. So he went through seven hells, and he made it out, and now he's a hero in the French Foreign Legion. Yeah. All right. So, he continued to travel for 12 years. He had... Did he eat or drink during that time? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. He exercised many different professions, including, but not limited to, oh, medicine man, veterinarian, street planner, smuggler, an honorable profession in West Pakistani, where goods are carried through the Himalayas from Russia to China. As a ship's painter, specifically, <laughs> apparently, a blasting leader. I don't know what that is. Maybe for uh, explosives? Oh, maybe. Teacher of the German language. And... State assignment. Now, we're going to get into some more awesome um, professions he had. But on August 3rd, 1965, so, in Turkey. This guy is basically um, the guy from Catch Me If You Can. No. He's a con artist. Goddamn. Well, well, we'll get to even more of that very soon. But on August 3rd, 1965, in Turkey, it was a nice day. Billy gets on a bus, and he opens the window, 
and he said he just wanted to feel like the the clouds and he puts his arm out he wanted to feel like the clouds okay. yeah so he puts his arm out and feels the wind when another drunk bus driver collides with the bus that creating an awful accident in which billy loses his arm because he had his arm out yes his left arm <laughs> our one-armed alien contactee so he still holds all the knowledge of the future right? well absolutely how come he lost his arm yeah well you know you can't see everything if you did you might, yeah, well, obviously, you can't see you losing your arm. You would try to do something different, and it had to happen. Right. Okay. We tried okay, to change okay. the course of events. Sure, that's understandable. <clears throat> the Palladians the probably wouldn't have The Plagiarans? The Plagiarans? Pleiadians? They probably wouldn't have told them that. Who gives a shit? Or whoever told them his things probably wouldn't have told them that. So I get that. <laughs> so, I wouldn't have. So I've been like, no, you're going to lose your arm, and I'm not going to warn you. Edward Albert Meyer, before losing his arm in 1965, um, stayed in a small town, and he dressed in Western clothes all the time. This is one of the things that say he got his name Billy. This is the most prominent one. Okay. And she called him Billy because he looked like Billy the Kid. That's Who's what, she? Just some lady in the town. Who gives a shit, right? So he, he was in aren't disguise. He was disguising Billy. himself up. No, he wasn't. He was. Oh, he, he just dressing like the local. <clears throat> that's right. That's right. What? No. That's why she called him Billy, because he was just dressing oh, he weird. Was just dressing he's odd. Strangely. I think he is an alien. So she said, oh, look, it's Billy the Kid, and it stuck. Yes. So this is only the beginning. He also was an assassin. Oh, dear. Well, that would make sense, because if you know everything about everything. And I believe it was for Turkey. And he went under. Not the animal, but the country. Right. Okay. And he went under the name The Phantom at this time. That's a badass name. Yeah. The Phantom. And this is Billy Meyer. So, and he was hired to murder serial killers and the like. No more is needed on that story. So let's move on because Billy didn't give us any more. Oh, he didn't yeah, like, no, give no, us a no, head he count or he anything? Did, no, he just wanted us to know that he did that. Now that we know that he did that, let's keep going. Well, I'm impressed by him. I. <laughs> Very impressed. So he gets married, and a few years later, he's not married. So he marries a girl, mm -hmm. and she's like, I can't take all your knowledge and your bad No, he was beating her. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so. So she was like, I can't take your fists. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah, Billy's an asshole. Okay. <laughs> so this is, all, this is all leading up to what we all know about Billy Meyer. Have you ever seen a UFO documentary? Yeah. Any of them? Yeah. Cool. You've seen Billy Meyer's work then? His work? Yes. So I'm going to be talking about this, and I want you to type in, and everybody out there, while Isaac types this in, you're going to type in Billy Meyer photo, and you're going to just take a look, and you're going to recognize some of these UFO photos probably immediately. And there's one in particular that is called the wedding cake photo from Billy Meyer, and it is this kind of stacked spaceship with bulbous balls going around it. And there's a couple of different things that people say, like, how did he get these shots? How could a one-armed man take a shot like that? And I would imagine that he could uh, put it on something. He could hang it. He could uh, do most things. 
is. Oh, I see what you're saying. So people are saying it has to be real. How could a one-armed man? How could a one-armed man fake it? Well, well, sure. And I wish to because he has to use his arm to take the picture. I wish to God I remembered this man's name right now. I will have a link to his information in the show notes. There is a gentleman out there who said, fuck that. He went out and took all the photos and the video. He did it all. He went out to those locations, and he showed how to replicate it. (laughs) And prove it. He did it all with his arm tied behind his back to say, fuck you, Billy Meyer. So he went out and was like, Billy Meyer, the UFO expert, the guy. The The guy. The one who's been in contact. Without an arm. Without an arm. Did all of he took these pictures, and there's no way that he could have taken these pictures not a with just single one arm reason and them not be real. And this guy said, Double it's not fuck true. That. Not only could he fake the photos, and he went out and took these exact same pictures, absolutely with his arm. Yeah, tied we'll have links back. to these. Okay, it's very exciting. So, this is one of the major things about Billy Meyer that is known about him. He, it's his UFO photos and his UFO video that he has. And while it's very compelling and very fun, there's, all of it has been disproven. The UFO community is not a big fan of Mr. Billy. He kind of disproves a lot of, their, a lot of their stuff. Billy has not let up. Billy has photos, Isaac, of pterodactyls. Yeah? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He traveled in time. Did you know that there's more to Billy? He has a lot. He met Jesus. And by that, I mean Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Oh, that was his name? Yes. Lost in translation. Yeah. And mo- well, most importantly, um, he was not Jesus. He didn't follow the Christian religion. Jesus was not Jesus? No. Oh, okay. You don't need any more info either. He also met Saddam Hussein. Sure, if I could travel through time and space and meet anybody I'd like to, why not Saddam Hussein? He was just in a street gang at the time. Okay. Said he had big plans. <laughs> well, he was right. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> Um He went back in time, took photos of dinosaurs. It just so happened that they happened hey. to end up on the cover of books that matched exactly paintings of pterodactyls, almost like they had been taking you know, a picture of the cover of the book. But the interesting thing is it's probably art imitating life is, is since Billy went back and took that photo, it was probably transmitting to this artist. Right. So he took the photo in the past and because yes. it was taken already, the artist. That's what, that's what I think. Yeah. Seeing the photo. Absolutely. So Isaac, I watched a wonderful interview with, with Mr. Billy Edward Albert Meyer. And Mr. They, Myers. Yep. Which also, before we get any further, Billy Edward Albert Meyer refers to these ships, which so do the Palladians, as beam ships. Beam ships. Yeah, Billy Edward Albert Meyer <laughs> ships. Beam ships. The first letter yeah. of every... Billy Edward... What is it? Albert, Albert Meyer. Meyer. Beam Yes. Yeah, it's just a quinky dink. He just took his name uh-huh. and he shortened it to the first letters of mm-hmm. each name. Those are the ships. And that's what he named the ships. Those are the ships. What a coincidence. I know. It's a quinky dink, isn't it? That's weird. Yeah. Well, that proves that it's real. Oh, well, it's very real. So he woes past back in time and he takes these photos and he also sees Los Angeles just completely wrecked. Yeah, apparently the apocalypse is coming down to L.A. 
So he traveled to the future for this one. That's right. Oh, okay. And he took some photos. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're not going to know the time or anything, but... uh, He took some photos, but he knew he couldn't show them to anybody. Well, he did eventually. Oh. Can I see them? No. So, the point being, Billy Edward Albert Meyer continues his little trick as a contactee, and... Well, once a contactee, always a contactee. He starts getting very upset with these people that won't just believe him. Look, I can understand that. These interviewers are coming, and they're asking him things like, how did you get this photo, Billy? It's a very large field and everything. Wouldn't, you know, all these... Somebody had seen it? No, you fucking idiot. Whenever I'm taking a picture, everything around the ship, underneath it, behind it, you know, everything except for what's coming to my face or the camera, can't be seen, you fucking dumbass. I mean, think about it. Right, if your picture's not... Pointing, if your camera's not pointing at something, then you can't take a picture yeah, of it. Yeah, especially a ship like that. They only reveal themselves to be taken photos of. Think they're going to reveal themselves any other angle? No. 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 Stupid. Don't be stupid. What's wrong with these interviewers? They don't seem to understand what an interview is. Apparently not. I feel like we're making fun of this guy. What? This is a very legitimate thing. Most importantly, it's legitimate because here in America... <clears throat> A gentleman decided to take up Billy Edward Albert Meyer's arms. His name is Michael Horn. Michael Horn has helped set up and establish and maintain with Billy Edward Albert Meyer. I like saying the full name. Beam. Figu. 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 Is that an acronym? It is. And boy, you're not going to... You're not going to believe what it's an acronym for. F-I-G-U. F-I-G-U. And... I, oh God, I hope I can find this real quick because it is absurd. So these two people get together and decide to, to continue um, sharing the word about the, what is it, the pl- the pl- Well, I guess essentially it's his teachings. Right now it's all about his teachings. Okay, so basically the knowledge that was given to him by... Um, the aliens. Exactly. The dimension. So he's just sharing this information that was granted to him and only to him. And they get together and they form FIGU. Yeah. And I don't actually know what it stands for. It's very, very long and it doesn't, it doesn't begin with FIGU. Point being, this is an entire center which you can join. Ooh. Yeah. It's very cult-like. So you will pay. Okay. You will also have to come to Billy's and work there, or you can pay more. And not work there? Right. Right. Okay. And then you get to be a part of it. And it's kind of got the Scientology plan where you actually go through levels. Okay. Isn't that handy? Well, it's nice to feel like you're kind of leveling up in the culture. Yeah. So Billy Edward Albert Meyer is an alien contactee who is sent here and specifically chosen to be their contact to the human world. Yeah, I mean, they got to choose somebody. And why not a genius like Billy Edward Albert Meyer? But they made him a genius. Well, because he was chosen. Yeah. So, if somebody else had been chosen, they would be... It's like the Harry Potter thing. Yeah. He is Harry Potter... But somebody else is Neville Longbottom. They could have been chosen. Well, yeah, well, one of them died. 
They did exist. One oh. of, yeah, one of them disappeared, and the other died in a car wreck. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, they knew who they were. Oh. Yeah. But Billy made it. That's good. Yeah. Wait, so did somebody try to kill them? Uh, yeah, that can't be confirmed. Oh. Or denied. Oh. Right? Isn't that a little exciting? It is. They it probably just died. Yeah. It's unfortunate, though. It is. Um, there is literally um, another couple hours of Billy Edward Albert Meyer. And but his story. I want to give you the high points on okay. this one. And that is the high points for Mr. Meyer. He's also had assassination attempts on his life. Well, sure. Somebody with that kind of knowledge? Oh, of course. Yeah. What? I'd kill him. <laughs> well, fuck that guy. <laughs> he can't have more knowledge than I do. But if you want, you can check the links at the end of our show for anything on Unix or Billy Edward Albert Meyer. You can look up all that stuff. But we want to really quickly, quickly leave you with the word of the week. So let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll jump right into that. Hey, boys and girls. Want a cigarette? Just kidding, of course. But with the new Bachelor Candy cigarettes, it'll look like the real thing, including the same packaging Mommy and Daddy smoke. For years, Bachelor cigarettes have been trusted by adults and doctors. Their smooth and rich flavor will leave you craving more. But until then, tell your parents not to worry. Because when you're old enough to smoke, they can rest assured knowing you'll choose the brand that doctors prefer. Bachelor Candy Cigarettes. How could this be a bad idea? All right. Since this be this is our first episode, the word of the week is inaugural. Inaugural. Isaac, what is the meaning? Inaugural. Inaugural means uh, it's the mark of the beginning of an institution, activity, or period of office. That's its adjective form. Um, as a noun, it's basically used. In conjunction with speech, an inaugural speech, which you know as the first speech, um, or the speech that an incoming U.S. president makes. Delivers, yeah. So basically, it's the beginning of something, but very specifically, uh, an institution, activity, or period of office. Its uh, origin in Latin is inaugural. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how you that's say it. it. You gargle it out. Inaugural. Yeah, it actually comes from the French, inaugurer. Um, which, like which is descended from the Latin, which I don't know how to say either. Um, it wasn't really very widely used until the late 1850s, the late 1800s. And its usage as a word has remained pretty steady all the way through now, which is kind of uncommon for words like that. Yeah, so. and it's 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 a little bit strange that between, let's say, yeah, you said the eight, late 1800s, it rose. It took a minimal dip in... Um, uh, in the late 1800s, 1880s. Yeah. In the, oh, that's right. In the, late t- in the late 1800s, it took a bit of a dip. Meanwhile, in around 1860, it rose, mm-hmm. um, which is strange. But by the time the 1900s hit, we were pretty evened out. Yeah. I mean, the we usage the word. of the word has stayed pretty much constant. And it is kind of a fun word to say. Inaugural. inaugural. It's, it's got inaugural. 
inaugural. And it has a sort of um, powerful word just with its association of the inaugural speech. Yeah. Only incoming presidents give inaugural speeches. It's what you think about. And finally, we want to leave you with the recommendation of the week, Isaac. I am going to throw down on the table and submit to you in the audience, Captain Christian, spelled with K. That's K-A-P-T-I-A-N, Christian. A-I-N. Is that what you said? K-A-P-T-A-I-N. Christian. Wait, what? You spelled it wrong. We'll have a link to Captain Christian's (laughs) YouTube channel. Absolutely check this guy out. He Um, does video essays. um, don't, Don't think that that's boring. They are incredibly well edited, incredibly well written. This guy's writing is second to none. And the way that he actually performs is second to none. And he does essays about culturally important topics. If you feel like you're not too sure, we highly recommend you watch a minute or a less than three minute video. It's on Dr. Seuss. It'll be on his channel. It should be at the top pretty close right about now whenever we release the episode. But it is on Dr. Seuss. You'll see the Grinch on the clip art. If you want to spend less than three minutes checking out what this guy can do, watch that one. None of his episodes drop below that quality. No, they're all of stellar quality. That specific episode is called Dr. Seuss Putting Rhymes to Good Use. And it is worth your time. As I've watched a hundred of those. I've spent much of my time watching that specific video. All of his videos are great, however. And if there's something that you don't even know that you like, you're going to love it after you listen to Captain Christian. Absolutely. If any of you have any recommendations for us or any topic ideas that we should jump into, you can send us an email at daveandisaac at gmail.com. You can also visit us on the web at daveandisaac.com. Isaac, do you have anything else you wanted to add this week? Um, I just wanted to add that um, Linux is the superior operating system. Oh, I'm sorry. GNU Linux is the superior operating system. And open source software is the best thing in the world, period. And GNU Linux is not Linux. (laughs) Well, excellent. Thank you very much. We appreciate having you and if we can just end the show, Dick, can we just end the show? No. I'm trying to be a news anchor. You know the ones with the smiles? Uh, radio smiles? Radio smiles. <laughs> I know the radio smiles. It's the kind whenever you smile and you've got your hands in your lap. That's, that, that's a radio smile? That's a radio smile. Oh, that's interesting. Where you're using your whole body to try exempt, like uh, extend your voice. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody, we're not going to let you hear us babble on. Have a great week, and we will talk to you in seven days. Adios. Bye.